2: Time for the Forty Niners Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman What is going on faithful? Welcome to another 49ers Rush podcast with your host as always John Chapman. It is Sunday and Sundays are for football. It doesn't matter what is going on, we will be here talking some type of 49ers NFL football. Just because there's no games doesn't mean that stops. And today's a special day for me. Um, the school I teach at, it is our high school graduation today, which is a big deal. I teach seniors. Um, so this is a big day, but that's not going to stop us from getting a podcast out. So I will up extra early this morning to record this and to get out some content today because again, you know, I believe in tradition and sticking with schedules. That's very Very, very important to me. Um, So what we're going to be doing today, um, a little bit of a special episode. Uh, I had the privilege of recording a crossover episode with two of my favorite follows um, and the 49ers Cutback podcast. So what we're going to do is, you know, we agreed to kind of jointly share this video, which is awesome. And we just get into a whole bunch of 49ers. And I think you're going to really, really enjoy it. So I'm going to be playing that episode for you. But before we do that, we have a giveaway. Man, we're always doing giveaways. Uh, (laughs) It's what it is. And I want to say thank you. To not only our Patreon subscribers that continue to build this community and provide so much, you know, opportunity to do all these giveaways, but this, you know, sign Alden Smith autographed jersey, which is incredible, um, absolutely insane, and just, you know, as a history guy myself, you remember this, you should remember Alden Smith's time is positive, could it have been the best ever, yeah, But still, um, he helped get us to the Super Bowl. And, you know, I had a Patreon subscriber reach out and say, hey, I want to give this away to support the community and the podcast. And I just want to say thank you. That's incredible. Now moving on to who won this. Thank you to everybody who went and followed us on Instagram, hoping to kind of blow that up and get that to where it should be. If you're not following us yet, please go do so. Forty ers Rush Podcast on Instagram. And our lucky winner goes to none other than Drumroll. Adam Short with two T's. Just want to say thank you for the support. He's a Patreon subscriber as well. And remember, um, we have bonus content over there now. Not only all of our film breakdowns, uh, several hundred hours of those, but now we're doing, you know, weekly and bi-weekly bonus content. Um, So we put out a podcast last Thursday just for Patreon. So head over there. Um, patreon.com 49ers Rush podcast and again if you subscribe to the Frank Gore or the Cherry Rice tier you get extra content a whole extra podcast is over there uh, just waiting for you guys so you can go check that out there just want to say thank you for the support and man I hope that you guys not only enjoy today's episode because it's really really good um, but also man go hit subscribe for these guys they put out some legit content, and I think that's kind of key. Uh, 49ers are spoiled. Uh, 49ers fans, we're spoiled. There's so many great podcasts. This is just another one to add to your arsenal and let them know. John Chapman with the 49ers Rush Podcast sent you.
3: It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time, and you know we had to come with a big guest, and it doesn't get much bigger
2: than this.
0: Not at all, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Mr. John Chapman from the Rush Podcast. John. How you doing, sir?
2: Man, I am doing incredible. Uh, it is an absolute pleasure to be with you guys. And man, like, let me just say this: uh, I love what you guys do. I love what you put out. I cannot believe that subscriber number is where it sh- where it is. It should be. You need to have a couple more zeros with what you guys do. So, uh, anything that. that I could do, that that ne- that number needs to go up. You guys put do a hell of a show. So, just glad to be here, man.
3: Thanks, John. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh,
2: I know. I'm I know. I'm
3: excited about this because. Um, I just want to talk football, and I love talking football with other guys that know a lot about football and a lot about 49ers football. So that's why I'm so excited for this episode. I can't wait to get into all the ins and outs of the 49ers because that's what we love to do.
0: Man, for sure. I yeah. mean, nothing we nothing like more than this, uh, especially you, man. You've been around the scene for forever. You've been covering this team forever. We love the video breakdowns that you do. And uh, one of the first guys, we actually just did a video breakdown on him, and it actually did pretty well view-wise, it was on Jalen Hurd. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this guy? What do you what do you think about Jalen Hurd? I know he has not been able to stay healthy, but John, I feel we're gonna have some differences on this one. But uh, but how do you feel about him?
2: Okay, You're, we're going straight for the heart on this one. Oh, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm laying it on the line, guys. You gotta lead with what you got. I love Jalen Hurd. I absolutely love this guy. And, you know, if we just go back to pre-draft rankings, you know, I put out a draft book every year before the draft and, you know, rank hundreds of prospects and all those things. And th- this is kind of crazy because I'm, I love Debo. I really do like Debo. But in my pre-draft rankings, I had Jalen Hurd one spot ahead of Debo. Um, so, and again, I, I think I had Debo number six, and I think I had Jalen Hurd number five uh, on my uh, draft rankings that year. Like, I really, really, really like this kid. Now, when we draft him, obviously, everything goes bad really quick. (laughs) But he is exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants. He wants that big slot wide receiver to create mismatches. He's all about mismatches. And Jalen Hurd can do that to a T. The problem they he can't do is run uh, because he's broken, Mr. Glass, all the time. (laughs) Um, And I'm hoping you know here's the law of averages says eventually we're going to be right and maybe this is the year maybe this is the year and if he is healthy it solves the biggest problem on the 49ers roster currently and that's that wide receiver three spot yeah and
3: i've doubled down on the fact that he's gonna be healthy this year <laughs> i went all in i am a jalen hurd fan as well 100 in it the things that he can do in this offense the things that Kyle Shanahan will be able to do by moving him around and just using him in all different ways. I don't know if we're going to see him as much in the backfield as maybe I would like as an offensive guy. That's kind of my thing. Um, but I think, yeah, you're right. The power slot, him playing in that slot position, is going to be fantastic. And just the flexibility and the things that he can do. I don't know how you feel about this, but my guy over here, Alex, has been bringing up, we would watch Kendrick Bourne go in motion and no one would pay attention to him. If Jalen Hurd's going in motion... Everyone is paying attention to see where this guy is going, what he's doing, because you don't know how Kyle's going to get him or Debo the ball. And that's what makes it so crazy.
2: Yeah, people always want to talk about, you know, Debo and these like different positions and all oh, you can do. So much Debo lined up in the backfield like four games in a row to end the season. Like he was a running back. You can't do that with Kendrick Bourne. The dude, he's no, a stick of yeah. gum if you turn sideways. Like there's just, he's labeled as a big <laughs> wide receiver. And I'm not trying to like slander Kendrick yeah. Bourne at yeah. all, but he's just nothing to him. But now, like legitimately, let, let's say you go out there with, you know, Kittle, use check. Heard Debo Ayuk. Okay, those are your five skill position players. You can go empty, or that could be a 22 personnel set because Debo can play running back. Jalen Hurd can play running back. Obviously, use check. It allows you to do whatever it is that you want from a personnel standpoint.
0: This is what we've been saying. Yeah. We've been saying this literally forever and trying to get some people just to understand it. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, what Jalen Heard brings to the table is complete flexibility on offense, mm-hmm. whether you're in the red zone whether it's a short yard situation, whether it's third and long, fourth and long, you got to take a shot. You can put that package on the field and do so many different things. It's really hard to come out because you can come out and nickel. And like you just said, you can run 22 personnel, put use check back there with Hurd and run the ball right down someone's throat. And good luck. Good luck trying to stop that. That's going to be not fun for everybody else.
2: You know, it it was funny draft night. we all had our ideas, obviously, like, oh, man, we're drafting wide receiver in the second or third round. Like, this is what we're going to do because it's such a big need. And on the second round, okay, nope. Third round, nope. Fourth round, we don't have a pick. Fifth round, okay, we got three picks in the fifth round. One's good. Nope. So, like, like just constant no's. And whenever we finally made our last pick of the night, and I think it was Elijah Mitchell, I just remember, like, I tweeted out, like, I guess Jalen Hurts healthy? Like, <laughs> like we're just like, – That's all you can take away from it. Um, So we'll we'll see, man. So excited to announce our new sponsor. This is a big one. BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is one of my favorite betting sites. And here's the thing that separates it from everything else. In the offseason... They have so much NFL to bet on. It's an absolute blast. So head over there, use promo code 49ersRUSH, all caps one word 49ERS. R-U-S-H, again, 49ers Rush as your promo code. And what that's going to get you is they're going to match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Now, rollovers apply on um, the bonus money. If you're not sure how that works, uh, you can check out that out on the site. But you can open an account for as little as $25. Again, please use our promo code, helps the podcast. But you can bet on NFL futures, over uh, win totals for each team. They have the 49ers set at 10 wins currently, by the way. So if you're one of the people that thinks the 49ers are going to get 11 or more wins, Go over there and make that bet. (laughs) There's no reason not to. Coach of the year, rookie of the year, MVP, who makes the playoffs and who doesn't, as well as some of the game of the year spread. So, for example, if you want to bet the 49ers versus Tennessee Titans, that's up on there right now with the spread and all those things. There's so much to bet there. So we're going to be doing some betting specials here. By the way, I'm taking the over on 49ers getting 10 or more wins. I, I think they're definitely going to get to 11 wins. Um so head over there support the podcast bet with us make some money we did really really well last year again that's betonline.ag and make sure you use promo code 49ers rush all capital one word to help support the podcast.
0: And how do you feel about the news about Julio Jones that broke today too? I know you had your video this morning and and you covered it um, today on Sunday. How do you are you happy that at least he's not in the NFC? <laughs>
2: Yeah. Like somebody asked me, the question was, man, are you glad we didn't get Julio? And I was like, hell no, no, no. (laughs) I want Julio. Everybody wants Julio. I'm glad he didn't go to the NFC West. I'm even more glad he's not in the NFC period. Um, And what it would have cost like Julio makes every team better. Okay. Every single team better in the NFL. There's no doubt about that. But whenever you look at the draft capital it would have cost, whenever you look at the cap it would have cost, with all of our young rising stars, you're going to have to build through the draft if you want to extend people like Debo, um, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw. These types of players are going to have to get paid. And if you keep bringing in top of the salary type guys, you're not going to be able to do that. Obviously, yes, I want Julio. But – I don't want to be like the Falcons, and I don't want to be like the Rams where they lose three defensive starters every single year because they're so top-heavy. So the best news, not in the NFC West. We still have to play it. We were going to play a Week 15. Now we have to play in Week 16 on Christmas. So uh, Merry (laughs) Christmas, you filthy animals. Uh, We we still get Julio.
3: Yeah, and I think if I was going to have him go to a quarterback, I think I'm okay with Tannehill because in the end, I think the 49ers pass rush can get after him and cause him some issues. If he would have went to someone more dynamic, especially someone like a Russell Wilson, then I would have had oh. the fear. You know, it would have been the fear of God. But it's not yeah. happening, thank God. And you're right. And Tennessee
2: they, still has no defense. Like, no. Is he going to play corner too? Like, they, <laughs>
3: uh... <laughs> I like There's it. There's got to be something there. Yeah, I like that a lot. And you know what? Now it does. It means that they're going to be able to get these other guys under contract. You know, Fred Warner probably is going to come up now. Now they'll be able to get all their rookies signed. Because I think they were waiting to see – you know, what was actually going to happen? You know, now they'll finish yeah. up and get this thing figured out. Um, and then they'll be able to move forward the offseason and we can finally get to, you know, training camp and games, which I know that's what I'm most excited for.
0: Oh, big time, yeah. especially this year with not having the, the preseason last year and not being able to see any of these young guys, giving them a chance to actually get out there and see what they can do and measure it all. Oh, man, I'm, I'm more excited about the preseason now than I think I've ever been.
2: Yeah, how often do you get those, like, tweets or whatever, like, who cares about the preseason? There will not be one 49ers fan that says that (laughs) this year because they're going to be waiting to see number five and see what he looks like. So preseason games this year are going to be fire, man. I'm so pumped about it.
3: Oh, yeah, and I actually am one of those guys, I don't know how you feel, but I love preseason because I like to see all the end of the roster guys because I just want to see who can develop and who can play you know, and, and who can make a team that you wouldn't think normally could And they've got guys this year that you can definitely look at and be like, oh, are they going to be able to push for one of those last spots? And I always enjoy preseason for that reason.
2: Yep. Oh, big time. And this roster, like people the NFL is transitioning two different directions. In the NFC West, you know, you have Seattle and you have the Rams where it's just top heavy. There's some elite talent at some key positions, and then it's just a bunch of guys like that are, you know, NFL journeymen, whatever else. The 49ers are not doing that. They literally have 12 offensive linemen that could legitimately make this roster. You look at the defensive side, it's the same thing. Like, there are going to be camp battles this year. And we're talking like, man, that number three tight end spot's going to be killer. Like, like, that's where the 49ers (laughs) are now. Because there's just so many guys that like, good lord, how do you make this roster? It's going to be very, very difficult. So, yeah, so many camp battles. Preseason is going to be a blast. Hopefully no more injuries take place. I know they will. Please, no. but uh, And I feel like this team's built to sustain injuries for the first time. Uh, three out of four Kyle Shanahan years have been ruined by quarterback injuries or whatever else. Well, guess what? If our quarterback gets injured now, we got better. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. it's so we they've drafted in a way that really outside a wide receiver and maybe cornerback, you can you can handle some injuries.
0: No man, I hundred percent agree with you on that. There. Uh, and speaking on that O line, what are you looking most forward to from that offensive line? What position battle are you looking most forward to? Which one do you think is going to have the biggest impact? And then overall, in general, how do you feel about the O line? Because like you said, I, I feel like they addressed it. They got deeper. Uh, And they got better, which I mean, some people I've talked to some fans and they don't feel that way. They feel Alex Mack is old. They feel Daniel Brunskill can't get it done. Maybe they're not sold on Aaron Banks. But how are you feeling?
2: I love it. It, The 49ers O-line isn't bad. It wasn't bad. It had some issues like most teams do, but you have some elite pieces. You have the best left tackle in football. Argue with me on that one. You're going to (laughs) lose. Right tackle, okay, a lot of people don't like McGlinchey because one or two beat riders just have it out for him, and that's fine. The dude was the highest-graded run-blocking tackle, left tackle and right tackle in the entire NFL. He had a better grade than Trent Williams. Now, I know it's not all about PFF grades and all those things, but trust me, he's a good right tackle. Does he have a couple mess-ups every game? Yes. He's added some size. Let's see if that goes, but still, like – I forget which podcast I was listening to. I don't know. It's one of the draft podcasts. They were going around creating um, NFC West teams. Like, you know, you go through the roster, pick the best, whatever. There were three, you know, pundits on there. All three of them picked Trent Williams and Mike McGlinchey as your left or right tackle. Like that's so just understand, like if you get rid of Mike McGlinchey, who do you want to take his place? He's he's a top. I don't know. Ten to twelve right tackle in the NFL, like that's what he is. Maybe he takes a step forward. Lakin's solid. I don't have a problem with Lakin. He's not great, but again, he's solid. Should be extended this year. I think he's he's one of he could be extended. Uh, the draft kind of says otherwise, but you upgraded forty percent of your starters. Okay, let's find. You don't like Alex Mack? He's old. Yeah, but same people want to trade for Julio. Yeah, like pick. Yeah. Uh, to pick you? a lane at
0: some point, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, pick a lane at some point.
2: It, it, it's, it's what it is. And he's going to be able to step in over Brunskill and make everybody better on the interior. You draft Aaron Banks, which I love the pick. I didn't love the pick the day of because, you know, I was going through my draft write ups. And once you get to interior linemen, you're like, okay. You can only do so many guys. <laughs> like You can't grade them all. And you start doing, like, cross it out, guys. Oh, he's too big. Kyle Shanahan doesn't want him. Yeah, I'm not even going to grade him. Wrong. <laughs> like, yep. Wrong. That's
0: exactly – that uh, is literally exactly yeah. what happened here. We went through interior offensive linemen, and we're like, Aaron Banks, he was solid, but he doesn't fit that Kyle Shanahan mold of guard. Should we even – Break it, and then let's focus on other guys. And then it was Aaron Banks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I like it. And so you address two out of five starters. You got two out of five new starters. And even though Aaron Banks is a rookie, he started three straight years and didn't miss any games at right at left guard. He's going to play right guard for us. But I think he starts day one over Brunskill. I, I really, really do. it. I think he's the only rookie that starts week one. Um, and the, again, another testament to kind of the depth of this roster. You could trade up for a guy at number three and sit him on your bench. That's very, very rare. That is rare.
0: Extremely, extremely rare. And as a matter of fact, it was part of the reason why I was convinced it wasn't going to be Trey Lance because I figured Trey Lance was the guy who needed to sit week one. And I remember that was my my big hubbub is I don't know if you trade up to three to sit a guy the first year. And they're going to do it, which they have the cap space to do it this year, uh, but probably not in the future. Probably not.
2: No, no,
3: no. Yeah, and I am curious, you, you said that um, you think Banks is going to start, you know, day one. I have been under the thought that Banks is going to push him, but I'm not sure who's going to win the job. I'm kind of giving Brunskill an outside chance. I know Alex thinks Brunskill is going to start I am, um, from the beginning. I um, I, I'm kind of in the middle because I haven't seen Banks do it, I guess. You know, I want to see him do it in preseason stuff. I think he can win it. But I am curious exactly why you think Banks is going to win the job over Brunskill, And then what that means for Brunskill. Has he become the swing tackle? What does that mean for him? Or is he just a backup to Alex Mack at center?
2: Yeah, I think the way – number one, if, if you look at where the 49ers were vulnerable, it was because you were getting a lot of pressure up the middle. And that is the number one thing that Aaron Banks does not allow. He doesn't give up ground. He does not do it. And so you put them in there week one and you just let that guy build. Uh, thankfully, the schedule gods hooked up the 49ers quite nicely. Really? Uh, really? And so, I mean, you got the <laughs> the JV Detroit Lions week one with Jared Goff. That's just hilarious. Like, the gaff, man. The, it was like an April Fool's joke gone wrong for Jared Goff. <laughs> like, <holy laughs> God, like, really? Like, really? I'm God. out of the NFC
0: West. I don't got to yeah. deal with the oh, week one.
2: And then you got Campbell <laughs> yeah. with the helmet on the whole. Oh, oh it's going to be bad nice like i just don't believe in the in the lions and then you go week 2 I, I mean again you kind of look at where they're going they're going to philly like you've got some very good matchups right off the bat and so yeah, I, i'm pretty excited about it so i think banks steps in he starts week 1 just because the ceiling is so much it, it's just there you don't you don't draft him in the second round and then expect him to sit over brunskill and you let brunskill He's the backup interior offensive lineman. I think he backs up left guard, right guard and center. And you now have that depth. Somebody's going to get hurt at some point. You remember Mike McGlinchey the first game he played it, we had two injuries to interior guys. He had to switch to guard. His first game yeah, he played that. guard. Yeah. Uh, uh, Crazy. So you got to get that depth there and I think that's what Brunskill brings.
0: Okay. I like that a lot. And you know what? I can see it. I definitely can see it. My whole thought process was is that, you know, with Banks, maybe there's just some technique stuff in the run game that he has to clean up yep. second level, and maybe that's why Brunskill has the advantage, but very well could see that being the case, especially if Banks picks up on the scheme stuff in the, zone, in the zone blocking and shows he can handle it. He 100% could step in day one. I could definitely see that. What about the swing tackle, though? Who do you see being a swing tackle for the 49ers?
2: This is where I'm going to get a little weird. Um, <laughs> okay. And one of the reasons why, I, again, you look at, they drafted two guards. They've never drafted a guard. They drafted two. They get Jalen Moore in the fifth round. And I think a big reason why they did that, if you go back to the 2019 draft class, Joe Staley retires, nobody knows about anything. Okay. We finally get the trade worked out for Trent Williams before we even know Joe Staley retired. Then um, they come out and they draft Colton McKivitz, And John Lynch lets it slip that, oh, well, if we didn't get... You know, Trent Williams, we were going to draft Colton McKivitts to compete for that left tackle spot in the fourth round or fourth or fifth round. I don't remember exactly where it was. But they played him at guard this year because there was a need there. I think he goes back to where he should be, and that's tackle. And so you've got this three-horse race, and, man, it's going to be deep. Yeah, Sean Coleman, who they like a lot, had the injury and then opted out. You've got Justin School, who's been the guy there, and now you've got Colton McKivitts. I'm betting on Colton McKivitts to win that job. Um, I, I think that's where he should play, but uh, we'll have to see. I love I love his attitude and the nastiness to it. Justin School came in last year against the Packers. I don't know if you remember that was the COVID like oh, yeah. game where oh, we lost the, everybody. The
0: bonanza that was that was oh, awful. It was bad. So I'm hope I'm hoping
2: hoping that Colton McVitties kind of gets the win there. And it seemed like Justin
3: Skule in 2019 kind of showed, you know, that he was capable when he had to play in 2019, you know. And then all of a sudden, it was like he kind of fell off. And I remember they even moved Brunskill over there for a little bit, um, just trying to figure out, you know, what to do with him. I think you're right. McKibbitz plays with more of an anger and more of a hostility when he's playing. Um, He's more aggressive than Skule. Skule seems more passive, and also Skule tends to just get knocked around a lot. Um, He gets off balance and. Um, I keep waiting for him to get bigger and he's just not. So I, I think yeah. you're right. I think McKivitz is the better option there. As far as Coleman goes, I just think he's kinda more on the outside looking in because I do think they would favor the other two guys. But I do like McKivitz. you're right. He has he has really solid technique. And I thought for a minute he was gonna push last year to be the guard and he just I mean he just didn't perform the way I think yeah. we were all hoping. But that's a lot to ask of a rookie, especially somebody that they got in the fifth. But you're right. Lynch did say they had a way higher grade than a fifth round on him.
2: Yeah, it, it's just not where he belongs. Like, that's just not his build. Yeah. You watch his, his what he did. I, I thought center or tackle, that's where McKivitz need to play. I hated guard for him, but you, you watch his film at West Virginia, which was hilarious because, like, he just loves to punch people after the whistle. Um, <laughs> he, it just, it's kind of fun. I, I like guys like that, especially on the O-line.
0: Um, <laughs> definitely on the online that's my that's, favorite yeah. part yeah you you, yeah. you want that little bit of a bully mentality right just a little bit not too much but
3: oh, oh i love the bully mentality i think that's what banks is going to bring yeah. you know i think he's going to add to that is that kind of that, that extra bully mentality and also with uh our guy at right tackle maglunci you know mm-hmm. he's also going to be bringing a bully mentality which is why i love him so much because of the run blocking nice. you know i can i can deal with it as soon as the play action i don't know john it once they get the run game going and the play action going It's going to be easier for McGlinchey to block because then he doesn't have to do a straight kick slide and drop back and take these defensive ends one-on-one. They can slide, protect, move the pocket, and all that. just benefits him.
2: And then you add in a mobile quarterback eventually to that, and it just, I mean, oh, good times ahead for 49ers fans. Uh, That That is is
0: for sure, yeah. That is for sure. I want to go off-topic here a little bit because I think you and I share a very, very uh, fond spot for 49ers wide receiver Brandon Ayuk
2: that kid is good thank you (laughs) they I was wrong okay let's start there um I was not as high on Brennan Ayuk because I hate the system that they run at Arizona State I can't stand it for wide receivers um I I don't like it at all I didn't like Nikhil Harry coming out I was right on that one but I was way wrong On Brandon Ayuk, and it didn't take long at all to see what he brought to the table. And man, just think about all the craziness that Brandon Ayuk is causing. Okay, because it came out the Packers were trying to trade up for Brandon Ayuk as well, and we beat them to the punch. They would have got Brandon Ayuk, and that would have been there with Aaron Rodgers. He would have been happy. He would have been in OTAs. Everything would have been merry and sunshine there in Green Bay. Well, the sun doesn't shine there, but whatever else. Of like everything would have been great. Instead, they got Jordan Love, a pissed off Aaron Rodgers, and now their franchise is about to fall apart. And I'm not even a little bit upset. But no. hour of Brandon Ayuk. Um, I'm telling you, man, I love this guy. Uh, I I think that people miss the greatness that he brought his rookie year because of Justin Jefferson. Uh, kind of went off and had his year, and you got to give him props. What he did was bananas. But golly. Brandon Ayuk is that damn good. Um, he has the potential to be a top 10 wide receiver in this league, and I don't think there's any doubt who the number one wide receiver on this team is currently.
0: I like that a lot, because there are, people, there are going to be people who try and argue with you on that, John, but yeah. the way this man runs routes coming in as a rookie is absolutely incredible. It's the thing that kind of blew my mind the first game I saw him play, how clean they are, how crisp they are, how creative he is as a rookie yep. coming in, some of the ways that he gets open. Just blew my mind, man. Yeah, he, my he's, mind. he's so fantastic. good. He's yeah. so good. I can't. I can't wait to see him take the top off the defense a little bit more this year. And hopefully, Jalen Hurd can get on the field and stay healthy as well. Because if Jalen Hurds out there occupying one side of the field, getting deep routes, getting vertical, and you can put IU can space one on one, Jimmy has a little more time because the O line's healthy. Couple more deep shots, maybe a couple, just a few 50-50 balls. I'm not asking for a lot, just a few. Just give the man a yeah. chance.
2: Imagine a quarterback throwing it more than twenty five yards.
0: A few it's times again. Nice. Just, just a few more times. Just I mean,
3: more. yeah, I mean, that. I think that's coming, but is it coming in 2022? I think that's probably where it's going to actually happen. I think Jimmy, as long as he plays good, this is his This
0: is his year.
2: Yeah, and he will play good. Like, he's, he's got so. the supporting cast around him. He's going to be good. Fortnite is going to win a lot of games.
0: I like it. And yeah. then hopefully we get a Super Bowl and we get a nice big fat trade package for Jimmy <laughs> and recoup some of that trade lights trade package. Just a little bit. There you go. Not, not too much, just enough. Uh, one of the last things we want to talk to you about was Jeff Wilson Jr.'s injury, that news breaking, and what impact that has not only on the running back room, but this offense.
2: It's huge. If you look at last year, the leading rusher on the team, um, touchdowns, like you you name it, he was the guy. And he was kind of going to be that 1B. We draft Trey Sermon and we draft Elijah Mitchell. You sign You know Wayne Gallman, and you're like, okay, we're we're bolstering this running back room. Well, the hit's already started, you know, and so he's going to be out for a minute. Meniscus tear. He'll be he's going to be on the pup list. Good thing is it happened at the facility, or at least as much as we know. So he's going to get paid. That's important. But this pushes Trey Sermon immediately into starter snaps. I don't think he starts, right? It's going to be Raheem Mostert. It's going to be the first one out there. But if you're asking me who's going to lead the team in carries, Trey Sermon's got to be at the forefront of that list. Uh, Raheem Mostert cannot handle more than seven to ten carries a game. Even then, I'm like, man, let's back it down a little bit. I think you work in some other guys as well. But Trey Sermon is built for this. This is why you traded up from the fourth round to the third round with the division opponent to go get this guys. That's how much you liked him. You believe in him. So Bobby Turner gets his hands on him. I think he's going to be in there. I fully expect Trey Sermon to lead the team in carries. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it –
0: I like that a lot. That's that's different than yeah. I think a lot of people are thinking out there because a lot of people in 49ers Land think he's going to get more of a look and more of a run now. But I don't know if they're on that boat, John. So that's something for people to be watching and, and keeping an eye on. How many touches is, is this kid carrying and what is he doing with those touches? Because if he starts taking off and starts having Jeff Wilson like numbers, he could run away with the backfield and the touches.
3: Yeah. And yeah, with and he... Wilson, go ahead. With Wilson being kind of out now, do you think Gallman is going gonna, is gonna to have a, a real shot at making this team? Or, or is it is it just a foregone conclusion now with him being on the pup that Gallman's on the roster with Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon and Raheem Mostert, or just does Michael Hasty still have a chance?
2: I think Hasty has a chance. I, I'm a big Hasty guy, but he needs help. Um, I think Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon, they're locks. Okay, so the, if there is a battle to be had there, it, it's between Gallman and Hasty. But I think Gallman has the upper hand. I mean, that dude was he did it all for the Giants. They were a bad team, but he could do it all out of the backfield, pass protection, run between tackles outside all those. He'd do it all. I, but the problem is this, and Kyle Shanahan alluded to this in one of the press conferences. Every year we've been here, we've had four injuries. That's just at, at the running back position. It's just happened. And so worst case is, Hasty goes back to the practice squad. Maybe somebody picks him up. I think somebody, would. I think the Falcons would pick him up personally, but, that would be the ideal role. Um, I, I'm a big Hasty fan. I, I really want to keep him on this team. I think he has so much upside. He was electrifying whenever the few carries he got before he got hurt. But he, he's he got an uphill battle. I think I think Gallman will win that one if everybody stays healthy. But um, I don't know, man. I don't want to write off Hasty.
3: Yeah, I think that's how we're looking at it too because we really like Hasty too. Um, as soon as we saw him play last year, it was, oh, we've we got to make sure we protect this guy, keep him. And then the yeah. injury happened. I think that kind of derailed the progress, and maybe, you know, unfortunately, puts him in a bad predicament now, where he's got a battle to make this team. And I think at first I was thinking it was a foregone conclusion until they signed Gallman, and then all of a sudden here comes two running backs in the draft, and it's like, wow, Jameis Hasty might be gone, and this is completely different running back room. I did like the addition of the two running backs that they added, speed and power, and Sermon just mm-hmm. the the way he breaks tackles and. Elijah Mitchell is a lot more physical than people think. So, I mean, that is a definite improvement at the area, but I'm just, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how it shakes out, and I guess I just have to wait, but I'm trying to figure it out now.
2: It, it's it's interesting. You know, I, I've got a couple buddies, and we go back and forth on Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell, and, you know, one of my good friends, Steven uh, Spacartelli, shout out, um, he believes that Elijah Mitchell is going to be that starting running back next year, that he's going to win that job because of what he brings in the passing game. And he's not wrong. I don't think that he will win it. If you look at the draft capital, the team's kind of already said who they favor. But, man, I would not be shocked at the same time. If Elijah Mitchell steps in, you go back to, the again, the Packers, you remember whenever they drafted Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones the same year? It, it was Aaron Jones was picked way later. I think it was a seventh-round pick. He came in and took that job over. Like it can happen. There's gonna be competition there. And Elijah Mitchell has a lot, a lot of talent. He hasn't played, he hasn't played against elite level competition. So we're gonna have to see how that looks. But man, you fast forward to 2022. Our top two running backs are gonna be Trey Sermon, Elijah Mitchell, maybe Jeff Wilson. And he's not under contract yet for another year. But you kind of have that foundation built. So we'll have to see how it shakes out.
3: When you're watching uh, Mitchell, do you think that it translates that four-three-three that he got at his pro day actually translates to on the field? He looks maybe a 4-4 guy on film when, when we watched it, but we still think he has enough elite speed. But I was curious what you thought if that speed is there, if he's an actual 4-3 guy like Raheem, or if he's actually just a, a step slower.
2: You know, I went through and I watched his two games against Power 5 conferences. Um, he played against Alabama, Alabama two years ago, and then he played against uh, Iowa State. Yeah, Iowa State this year and beat Iowa State um, in the first game of the year. And, you know, whenever I'm typing my notes in my draft write-ups, like, what do I see? Like, what am I going to keep typing? Like, like if I see speed a lot, then I just keep hitting, the you know, that speed thing. I didn't see it near as much as, you know, what the clock showed. I think that he is a legitimate kind of four 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 three guy, but no, I'm with you there. I, I just don't think that's really what he brings to the, what I kept writing, yeah, I'm, I'm opening up my notes now, I apologize, I didn't have this open. You did, you did. Uh, I, I wrote speed slasher, okay, big play threat, hits the hole well, uh, very good in tight spaces, great jump cuts, runs very, very hard power in the legs, slasher, cuts are great. Like, I'm not, speed never jumped out to me too much on the film. He has it, but it's it's not like a Marquise or sorry it's it's not like Raheem Moster but nobody's like Raheem Mostert. um. Also true. So that that's not really what I got. I'm with you 100%. I think you named it. You, you nailed it. Um, he doesn't really push the pile. That's not really what he does. But he is an all around type of a guy. Um, you know my player comps for Elijah Mitchell was a poor man's Travis Etienne. I don't mean that as an insult. Um, Uh, that's
0: not an insult at all yeah
2: yeah I'm a big Travis Etienne fan and Justice Hill those are kind of the two guys that kind of stood out to me athletic profile wise but we'll have to see how they translate Justice Hill didn't really work out but man he was explosive explosive and did everything and so he's one of those you know the term jack of all trades ace of none I think he's like a king of all trades like he does everything really really good he has no holes in his game and I think he's going to be. I, I got some people got upset at me. I put a video out this week and I was like, I think Elijah Mitchell is going to be the best pass catching running back on the roster week one. And people were like, oh, hyperbole. You're set. I was like, no, no, no. Go watch the film. Like, I think that he is going to be the best pass catching running back week one, like for the 49ers. That's how I see it. Uh, people could disagree. They're like my wife, it's okay.
0: <laughs> I, You know, I did. That was one of the things It was funny this week leading up before we did. The- this sit down with you uh aunt and i were going through some things and he had pointed out to me that that was your new thing you were starting with your wife right whenever she says something you don't like you're gonna throw throw the flag <laughs> It's at an incomplete incomplete pass, incomplete pass. <laughs> that's right incomplete pass yeah. and he was going you gotta take it a step further now and throw out the yellow flag right it's like that's a, that's a it's a flag on the play i don't think so you don't get to go there
2: yeah i did I it the first night you. yeah i did it the first night and i was like incomplete pass <laughs> incomplete pass and she like kind of chuckled or whatever and so then I showed her my Twitter post. I was like, hey, just want to let you know this is going to happen now. And so like a day later, I did it again. And she goes, nope, that's over. And I was like, okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, as soon as I read it, I worried about you. I was like, uh-oh, John's
0: about to get in trouble.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's all right. She She's nice most of the time. Most. Hey, right,
0: you know what? yeah you take those you take the most of the time <laughs> I had to cancel
2: my uh NFL official umpire uniform that i ordered on Amazon I was like oh man I was gonna step it up but no 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 <laughs> i'm not
0: i'm not gonna lie that was probably a good call it was probably it would have call.
3: been amazing but it would have been trouble for also sure. trouble yeah this is very that's
0: true. true hey John man we greatly appreciate you having you on man thank you so much for for stopping by and chatting with us uh we definitely going to want to do this again with you sometime
2: absolute pleasure love what you guys do appreciate the positivity uh that you guys bring to it a lot of people try to get their podcast growth by being negative and all those things you guys are incredible really love the show and excited to see your success thanks for having me on guys all right
3: thanks john really appreciate it man uh we love watching your stuff so keep it up and we'll keep tuning in and it's gonna be fun 49er football season this year
0: and also let them know where they can find you yeah
2: yeah um on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman and really 49ers Rush podcast wherever it is you get your podcast YouTube uh, Twitch Periscope uh, traditional ways 49ers Rush podcast we're everywhere and the one thing I'm going to be I hope this is cool we are (laughs) traveling this year to three games and this is kind of our big thing this year we're going to Chicago Philly and Los Angeles um, Ooh. and so what we're doing is throwing basically a huge party the night before with nothing but 49ers fans in, you know, these, these away games. So if you want to come check that out, party with us, 49ers rush Trip.com. You can buy tickets to the party. And on top of that, we got discounted rates to hotels right next to the stadiums and all those cities, uh, just to save people money. So we're going to stay at the same hotel party, all that kind of stuff. Again, that's 49ers rush Trip.com. Check that out. Um, big project, a lot of time going into it, but I think it's going to be worth it
0: yeah man, everyone awesome. check
2: that out for sure definitely yeah
0: check that out hit that subscribe button to john don't forget to hit that subscribe button for us like he said help us pump those numbers <laughs> up get those zeros up as yes. well uh john man we really appreciate it 49ers fans we hope you enjoyed the discussion and until next time stay safe
3: and remember the right way it is always the, the 49ers, 49ers way